Hey guys, welcome back to the Stories of Freedom podcast. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, there's a few things that I wanted to say. Um, So today we actually have Peter on. I I don't know his last name, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and I forgot to ask him how when we had him over the phone. So we just got done recording that that podcast over the phone. Um, So we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do that, um, if you haven't listened to his testimony yet, go do that. So this is uh, titled From Atheist to Christian Part 2. Go listen to Part 1, which was a couple of weeks ago. It's Peter telling a story. It's actually audio straight from his YouTube page. Um, he's got a ministry called Not Ashamed of the Gospel. Um, you can His website's notashamedofthegospel.com. Um, but yeah, we found him on YouTube, played his audio a couple of weeks ago, and then we just followed up, had him on the podcast today, recorded over the phone. It went great. Um, really excited to get into it and for you guys to hear it, but go back and listen to the episode first or find him on YouTube and, uh, or go to the website and his testimonies on there as well. And, um, and watch it, and then come back and, and listen to to him elaborate a little bit more, and we ask him some questions and things like that. But something that I wanted to bring up before we, we a couple, or just a, a quick announcement, uh, two quick announcements. So we had some updates with the Anchor app this week. Um, one big update is we are now on all podcast platforms, as far as I can tell. So apparently we weren't on all of them, and there are a few like Spotify and some other popular ones that it wasn't on. So if you're listening to us from an app that you don't want to be on just so that you can hear us, you can now go to that app and you should be able to find us. If you can't, send me a message at storiesoffreedompodcast at gmail.com and I'll work with Anchor to get that taken care of. So that's number one. Um, Number two, the second... uh, um, announcement that I had is, first of all, before I say this, please do not feel obligated if you don't want to um, or you can't, but uh, we now are able to uh, accept monthly contributors to this podcast, and I'll I'll let you know where the money's going in a second, but basically, uh, if you go to the Anchor app and you find us on that app, or you go to the Anchor website, which is anchor.fm, and you go to Stories of Freedom Podcast, there is a option there to be a monthly contributor. I believe they have 99 cent month plans, 4.99 a month plans and 9.99 a month plans. And I want you guys to know right off the bat, we do not take any profit from this. Um, we're not doing this podcast to make money. We uh, we will take all, any money that is donated to us and put it right back into this podcast, uh, mainly reaching more people so that more people can hear this podcast. So basically, um, we've done this before. We've done two campaigns where we've done three days worth of $30 total, and it's got us over 100 more listeners every time. So that's what we want to do. We want to do more campaigns on Facebook to get more listeners. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> said more listeners, more likes on our Facebook page, which translate to more listeners, but it's not all not all of them listen. So, um, But that's what we're trying to do with that, that money is basically just put it back into the podcast and reach more people. So don't feel obligated, or if you can't give financially, don't worry about it. Um, enjoy the podcast. I hope it blesses you. That's why we do it. Uh, but if you are able or you do feel called to give to this podcast and help the ministry grow and reach more people, um, you know that that's how you can do it. Uh, if you have any questions and you can't figure out how to do it, 
Again, storiesoffreedompodcast at gmail.com, and then I will send you a link so that you can do it. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this podcast or this episode with Peter. Uh, it was so great having him on. He had so many good things to say. Uh, once again, one final warning. If you haven't listened to his uh, his testimony yet, go back and listen to that first and then tune in. Uh, but without further ado, let's let's get into this week's episode. coming on and everything i i do appreciate that and finding your testimony on youtube um i mean there is some really good testimonies on there and that's what uh so basically i don't know if you've gone back and seen anything with our podcast but basically we started at the beginning of the year and most of it's just been done through our church we had that uh found us on facebook and she's got a book uh out and and her name's amelia and she came on the podcast a um, couple months back, and that was pretty cool. But other than that, it's just been pretty much people in our in our church. So yeah. with all the good testimonies out there on YouTube, I thought it'd be fun to start reaching out to some of the people that, that are out there and, and trying to get them on the podcast as well. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. I think that's a fantastic idea, and I think that testimonies are so powerful. Um, and even like so many times, you know, for me, like I, I share – like I, I answer people's questions about atheism and, you know, it's really hard questions and it's really easy to, to get into an argument with people, uh-huh. um, you know, especially non-believers over things. But anytime that you share your testimony, nobody can argue with that because it's your story. So it's right. absolutely Amen. amazing. That is yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. So you know, I just wanted to basically say that um, we're assuming that everybody that's listening right now has heard your testimony. We put it up on our, on our um, podcast a couple of weeks ago and just the audio portion of it and then uh earlier this week since you were coming on i went ahead and put your video on our facebook page as well so if anybody's listening to this podcast and hasn't listened to the the testimony yet go ahead and stop the the episode go back and listen to that um it's either it's a couple episodes back it's called from atheist to christian um, or go to YouTube and, and look it up on YouTube or, or our Facebook page. That way, from here on out, moving forward, we're, we're mainly just talking about different parts of your story. And we're not going, you know, you don't have to tell your story from front to back. That's already been been done. So I um, just wanted to make sure before anybody else moves forward, if this is your first time listening or you missed the episode where we shared Peter's story, uh, go back and listen to that first. Um, but yeah, I, one thing I liked about your your story. Um, well, any, actually, before I get into any of that, is there anything though that you do want to add to your story? Like anything that you know, because you had about an eighteen minute video, and there was a lot of good stuff in there. Is there is there anything in there that maybe you know before we start breaking it down? There's there anything else in there you wanted to to talk about? Yeah, sure, sure, Chris. Um, I, I tried to make it, you know, 18 minutes because I was like, hey, I'm trying to go like a, like a kind of like a TED Talk. So, um, you know, and I find that TED Talks are kind of at the 18 minute mark or no more than that. So that's why I did I did have to choose part of my testimony um, to, 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 to put in like, you know, all the essentials and some parts, you know, I had to I had to leave out. So since you asked me about any part that I, I left out of my testimony, I will share one story that um, I didn't share in that video. 
And that's back when I was in college. Uh, so when I was in college, I had already become an atheist. Uh, I was no longer a Christian. I didn't believe in God. And at the time, I was also partying. I was going to clubs. Uh, I was. I live in Los Angeles, so there's a big Hollywood scene. I used to go out with friends, go dine out at the best restaurants, uh, go into the Hollywood scene, and just do live kind of like this lifestyle that um, was definitely above my means. Um, and I was just trying to to, to like find like happiness and and joy. And so I, I thought like, you know, going clubbing was, was, was the, the cool thing to do. And at the same time, my parents were sending me to, to school, to college, and they were paying for my education. And they were paying also for like my apartment, my food, so that I wouldn't have to, to go to work and get like a side job um, so that I could like focus on my studies. But what they didn't know is that I was taking the money that they were sending spending it on this frivolous lifestyle, going clubbing, buying a lot of clothes, expensive. And I ended up not really uh, going to school. And so the only way that I could keep my grades up was by cheating. So I used to cheat oh, wow. on my, yeah, on my, uh, my exam so that I could, so that I could, you know, get by. So one time I, I had this class that I'm taking and it's, uh, it's a statistics class in college and it's me and uh, a guy and a girl, and we're cheating off of each other. And the whole class, the whole time throughout the entire semester, I have probably about a, a B or a B plus average. So I got, I, I was getting a B in my class or a B plus um, throughout the whole entire semester. But then when I uh, got at the very end after the final exam, I got my final grade and I got an F. I, I failed the class. So I was like, what? What in the world? Why did I get an F? I, the whole time I'm getting uh, a B or a B plus, and I'm pretty sure I did okay on the exam. So why in the world did, I, what did that happen to me? And what uh, next, a few days later, I got a letter in the mail from my university that told, that told me, hey, um, you've been suspected of cheating. Oh. So wow. um, I want you, we, well, the dean wants to see you in his office and wants to talk to you about a specific incident about this so at the time I'm an atheist and all of a sudden I just like sobered up and I was like you know what if there's a God uh, I'm gonna pray to him and I'm gonna ask him like God please help me to get out of the situation because in the policy of, of our university it specifically says that if you're caught cheating you will be expelled there are no second chances Oh wow! So then here I am, my parents are sending me this money so that I can go to school and I'm doing, living it up, living this party lifestyle. They have no idea what's going on. And now I'm going to get sent home um, because I got expelled from school. I mean, that would like totally devastate my parents. Yeah. My parents are incredibly loving Christians who, um, who just totally love the Lord. And, you know, I'm just like doing these terrible things. So anyway, so I ended up praying and saying, God, if you're real, if you're out there, get me out of this situation. And I promise I will worship you. I will believe in you. I will do whatever you want, but get me out of this situation. So what I ended up doing is that I ended up talking to the other boy and girl that were, I was cheating off of. And we came together because they also were summoned to go to the Dean's office. And they also got F's in the class. So it was the three of us. 
So uh, I talked to them. I said, hey, did you guys get this, the letter? And they're like, yeah. They're like, what are you going to do? So the other boy that got caught cheating said he's going to deny it. He said he's going to go in there and completely deny that it happened. And he's just going to roll with his chances. Me and the other girl, we decided that we are going to tell the truth and we'll just roll with the punches and whatever happens, happens. So finally, the day came where um, we each one of us had to meet with the dean and it was my turn to meet with him. So I walk into his office and he asked me to sit down right in front of his desk and he tells, he asked me, uh, Peter, you've been suspected of cheating. Let me ask you this, you know, point blank, did you cheat in the statistics class? And I said, yes, sir, I did. And he says, Peter, what do you think your parents would do if they found out that you were cheating and I sent you back home um, expelled because you, you were caught cheating? And I said, sir, they would be absolutely devastated. And uh, I'm, I'm so sorry that I did this. Um, and, you know, I sat there and I, and I apologized profusely. And the dean ended up being such an amazing, amazing man. And he was like, Peter, I don't want to end your college career. If you get expelled, you're never going to get accepted at a decent university ever again. And I don't want to do that to you. So I'm going to put you on probation. Um, but you have to promise and you're going to write in writing that you are never going to cheat um, in school again. And I said, sir, I will do whatever you want. Yes, absolutely. Thank <laughs> you so much. And I walked out of that dean's office. I was like on cloud number nine. I was like, this is amazing. Um, thank you, God. You got me out of this. Because right there in the in the book of the college handbook, it says that if you get caught cheat one, one time even, you're going to get expelled. And here I was given a second chance against all odds. However, wow. just as I was walking on campus just thinking about you know this amazing thing that happened to me i got this other thought that came into my mind and it was like a voice in my mind that said well wait how do you know that that really was god how do you know that if you didn't pray you still would have gotten out of cheating and you know that maybe god isn't real and this is all just one coincidence and if you hadn't prayed then things still would have turned out the way that they did and I was like, huh, that's a pretty interesting thought. And I was like, that's a that's a good question. And all of a sudden, I began to doubt. And uh, over the next few days, I just fell back right back into my atheism. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, st was still an unbeliever because I was like, yeah, you know, what if I didn't pray, then maybe things would have turned out exactly the same way. So it just goes to show, like, you know, just how amazing God is, how patient he is, and mm -hmm. how sometimes, you know, those those little voices of doubt can really uh, wreak havoc upon, a, 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 a you know, anybody. Yeah. You know yeah. what? what's interesting? Um, so have you heard of the book, The Screwtape Letters? I have. So have you read that? I've read. I actually just got done reading it and it's been, well, the audio version anyway, but it's been something that I've been wanting to read for a while. And with, with what that story that you just said with that voice that came after, and then also the story in your testimony about, uh, about, you know, asking if the, the money should be your number one priority or if God should be. And then, you know, that second voice came after and said, Oh, you could serve God and serve or, and, and make money. I mean, and have lots of money. Cause look at these, people in the Bible that did just that it just it reminds yeah. me of of the different parts in that that book where 
the enemy will just come and attack and he'll he'll just just these little just these little um like sentences of doubt or questions of doubt that he'll put in your mind to kind of just slowly draw you away from god it's it's crazy i was getting chills when i was reading that book you yep. know i i i remember i think i did read the read that book i think in its entirety now that you're mentioning it and i was like it's an incredible book yeah and it's absolutely true i mean hey we don't battle against flesh and blood but against spirits against principalities mm-hmm. and it's a hundred percent real the battle is real and i'm telling you you guys like as you guys know already like yeah the enemy definitely goes around like a wrong lion seeking whom he may devour but you know, God yeah. faithful just to, 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 to bring us back and to bring our kids back even from, you know, falling for the lie sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting, uh, just like the parallel between that and, and Adam and Eve, because the very first thing he says to Eve is like, did God really say that? Yeah. You know, like, did God really tell you that? Are you sure? And it's like, that's his only play is to get you to doubt the power of God. That's his only play. That, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and that's exactly what he says, Eve, you know, did, did God really say that? So it's, I don't know. I was just reading that this morning. So I think it's just the parallel between that and then your story with him, you know, getting you to say like, okay, well, did he really say that when I prayed or, you know, like, did I really need to do that? Like that's, that's his only play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too. Cause on that, you know, he waited till you, um, had talked to the dean and then you know you'd been take like god took care of you in that situation you'd ask for his help he helped you he um he took care of you and then after you know he'd already uh that that situation was was over and and there wasn't a chance for um you know i guess he didn't have you doubting god before you went in there you had faith when you went in there that God was going to help, or you're hoping anyway that God was going to listen to you and help you out. And then once God did help you out, then he came and said, well, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that would have happened anyway. But he didn't put yeah, in your head really ahead attacked. of time, you know, well, may, why are you asking God for help? You know, I mean, are you sure there is a God? Like there wasn't any, any, it was just, it came after. So basically he took the credit away from God. Yeah, no, I think, Chris, that you hit the nail on the head. I think you're absolutely right on that, uh, that, that that's exactly how the enemy comes in. You know, he comes and he tries to, 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 to make you doubt. And it's interesting that God allows it, you know, yeah. like, like God could have prevented like all, of, you know, the enemy's lies from even getting to me in the first place. But it just goes to show like God in his sovereign grace is just using all things together for our good in, in ways that we right. can't even understand. Yeah. Right. So I think your story as a whole, I think there's, um, you know, the story with your, with your dad is, uh, that's a situation I don't think a lot of people, you know, experience, but I I think the fact that you had, um, something come up in your life that was devastating and that, you know, questioned your faith a little bit. And, um, and then you were, you were praying to God, asking God to heal your dad and you didn't see the results right away. So you lost faith in God. I mean, you grew up in church, it sounds like, and and had Christian parents and stuff. But I, I think that what I, your story is relatable to a lot of people because a lot of people will grow up in church and then something will happen, high school, college age, and whatever happens will kind of, you know, if you feel like God's not listening to you, um, you know, that'll cause you to uh, to doubt God a little bit and, and test your faith. Um, 
so I think I, I like that about your story because it was very relatable. Although I don't think a lot of people can say that their dad was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia. That yeah. was, I mean, that's got to be that's got to be scary to watch, and yeah. I, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely it was definitely scary, and I think that um, part of the problem also, and I don't know really where where the problem came from, is like when you have a faith crisis, or when like I'm thinking like, how did I really fall into this? Well, part of it is like I was taught like, hey, God's always going to help you. God's always going to protect you. God's yeah. going to give you favor. But really, now that that like when all those things, those bad things happened to me and to my family and God didn't deliver me and help me the way that I thought he would, then that caused the, the faith crisis. But now I'm going back and I'm like, well, how could that have been prevented? And I'm like, well, really, when you read the scriptures, the scriptures don't necessarily just promise this good life, but right. they say, hey, you know what? In this life, you're going to have tribulation. Yep. And you're going to have these problems and you should expect them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, sometimes even at the kids level, we teach our kids like, hey, you know, God is this like amazing, you know, heavenly father. And there's your if you live with him and you live and obey his commandments, then everything's going to be hunky dory. But the truth of the matter is that there's sin in the world. There's problems. There's issues. And I think we need to teach our kids at an early right. age um, a little bit more of the flip side of the coin mm -hmm. um, because then it can cause them to go the other direction, just like what happened with me. And to be honest with you, that's what I do with my kids. I mean, I got a seven year old daughter and a four year old son and, you know, I'm teaching them and praying read the Bible together and stuff. And I'm trying to be as honest as possible. I, I don't, I don't tell them about things that they don't need to know at their age, but set their expectations that, Hey, sweetie, right. just because, you're God's child doesn't mean that everything's going to be blue skies and green lights. Yeah. There's going to be problems. There's going to be kids that are mean to you at school and you're going to save the, you're going to have these obstacles, but you go through them with God and this is how you can expect them to go through them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's life's yeah. almost harder as a, as a Christian, <laughs> you know, cause, cause like say, I mean, sometimes you just feel, you know, you get attacked more than you normally would, because I mean, if you're, if you're not a believer, I mean, you're doing Satan's yeah, job you're more. Right, so it's yeah. almost harder when you're yeah. a believer. Yeah. And thank you, by the way, for quoting my favorite verse, the, you know, you will have problems in this world. John 16, 33. I quote it all the time. I tell Chris, I'm just going to get tattooed on my forehead because I say it all the time. Because, <laughs> because my, I think I've said this in every single podcast episode, but my favorite part of that scripture is the second part yeah. where he says, but take heart for I have overcome the world. So he's already overcome every single thing that we go through on the earth. Like it doesn't make it easy, but he's already overcome it. So that's mm -hmm. when we and, get that peace and that 100%. hope to push yep. forward. Hey, you had mentioned in your uh, testimony about looking at other religions, you know, when you first started going, Hey, you know, I don't know if the, if the, the parting lifestyle is, is all there is to life or, you know, and you started looking at other religions and, um, and you talked about them kind of having um, other, or like having like a lot of flaws and stuff. And what are some of the flaws that you saw in the other religions um, that kind of that, that's different from Christianity, I guess? 
Sure, that's a great question, Chris. So, yeah, at the time, there were specific religions that I thought like, okay, well, I know there's a lot of religions, so I want to take a look at the ones that I think make the most sense that have a possibility of them being true, and I want to go check them out and see and you know if they're true or not so i decided this that the, the top religions that i really want to check out were islam we're going to be judaism uh buddhism uh, and new age philosophy were pretty much uh the, the the big ones that i i began to study so in islam uh you know i had a lot of friends that were muslim and i, I knew i had a fairly good background in it and i knew that there were some inconsistencies in the quran uh, the holy book of of the muslim faith so um and there's kind of like some questionable stuff about the um about the prophet muhammad so i i kind of knew that like hey probably islam you know is not the uh, is not the correct religion in my opinion then i took a look at um judaism and you know i was looking at the jewish faith and well i had read you know the old testament growing up and i knew a lot about judaism but um i found you know their problems with the way that they look at the messiah and the way that they interpret scriptures and i was like well the way that they interpret scriptures are completely wrong and that they believe that there's this other messiah that's going to be coming next um you know and that they they believe that they need to resurrect the temple and have, you know, <clears throat> to you know according to Revelation that they ha need to have uh, to be able to make a sacrifice in there to bring their Messiah. To me, that seemed just unbelievable, and it just I felt like, well, how come the Ju the Jewish people are not following, you know, everything that it says in the Old Testament right now? They're supposed to be you know, following all of the commandments in Deuteronomy and, and they're not doing it. And God isn't, God isn't coming through for them, isn't like blessing them or helping them the way that he says that they would if they follow the commandments. So therefore, that's out the window. Then came um, uh, Buddhism and the whole reincarnation um, and taking a look at that. And I was just like, there's when I looked at into reincarnation, just the possibility that that was really true um, didn't seem like it was a possibility just after my my studies. And then the last one, which was New Age religion, uh, that one I actually did follow for a while. Uh, there was a famous book called El Camino. Um, I forgot the name of the author, but it's a very famous um, actress who wrote it and um, I ended up following New Age religion for a little bit, which was the, the, the power of positive thinking and where you can actually manifest um, things through positive thinking. Like, for example, you can manifest money, things like the book, like The Secret, things like that. Um, I fell into that for a while. And that was what the New Age religion was what I followed, which led me to the book Think and Grow Rich, which then led me to thinking, well, wait, there's got to be more. To life than this yeah with with the new age that's interesting i've heard a lot about new age Aww. lately and um and i i don't really know a whole lot about it but now that you're talking about because i haven't really looked into much to see what what that was about i've just heard a lot of people bring up new age philosophy lately and some of that is going through these youtube testimonies and stuff and finding um there's a lot of people out there that that are coming from that and um 
you know, you talked about uh, the Think and Grow Rich and 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 the secret. Um, I read the secret when I was doing sales a couple of years ago. That was a book that went around uh, the sales floor quite a bit. You know, people, the whole positive thinking and and just trying to focus on what you want and you know it'll it'll come to you. And even as a Christian at that time, I still kind of fell into that a little bit. Not so much that I thought the universe was giving it to me, like the book talks about, but I just felt like if I focus on it enough and, and want it bad enough, I'll find a way, you know, psychologically to make it happen. Um, and that's kind of why I, I started doing that. Like, I mean, I was trying to make sales and make more money. So I was um, definitely, you know, focusing on that. And when you do that, it, it does, you know, even as a Christian who was, who was doing that, I was putting money and that's part of my testimony and i was putting money before god i was focusing on money and how to make money and instead of asking god you know to to help me provide for my family the way that i should have and and listen to his advice i was trying to force it to happen i guess i didn't realize that was new age new age like thinking or philosophy or that's what it was called but that's exactly what i was doing yeah new, yeah new age philosophy is basically you know, and the thing is, is like there's like different parts, like new age, like somebody who believes in new age can, two people that believe in new age religion can have a little bit different, um, different philosophies because it's just like a wide variety of beliefs. But basically, it's just the the the, the idea like that. Hey, uh, the universe is God, and that's basically they substitute God for the universe. Uh -huh. There's this cosmic, you know, karma that hey, you know what if you, you can. Uh, put out positive thoughts and positive thinking and affirmations. And if you do them, then, you know, God, i.e. the universe is going to give you, um, you know, what, whatever it is that you want, if you believe it hard enough. And the thing is, that's so very powerful about this, um, about new age religion is that it's kind of a truth mixed with a lie. So, yeah. You know, the, and part of the reason probably why you fell for it, Chris, is because there, there is some truth to it. And the truth part of it is that it's based on God's law of reaping and sowing. Uh -huh. So even for non-believers, even if you're a non-believer, there's still the, the law that God created in the universe of reaping and sowing where, hey, if you sow, um, you know, certain seeds, then, yeah, you're going to reap, you know, certain certain things that God has instilled. But um, it's not because God, you know, the universe is God and is answering back your positive vibrations and thoughts and, you know, ca causing all these things to happen. It's because of a law that God created in the universe and there's actually a God and he has a plan of salvation for you, you know, and wants you to come to Christ. So I think that, um, that that's part of the problem of New Age religion and why it's very appealing now, if we were to ever get into this conversation, too, I do believe that it, there is a good possibility that it's also going to be one of the prevalent religions, you know, that we learn about at, uh, in Revelation that come the tribulation, that, hey, it's the one world government, one world currency, and there's a one world religion. And I think that it could possibly be new age religion where, hey, you're OK, I'm OK, as long as we all have love and kindness toward each other. Does it really matter what you believe? And that's kind of the religion at the time um, of the tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. I mean, I could definitely yeah. see that, you know, it was, it, it, it was enticing because I mean, like you said, and 
it, it is it does i mean i i read that the secret and i was like well it's not really a secret if you if you work hard and you focus on something it's gonna it's gonna happen and like i said i didn't necessarily think it was the universe providing it for me but i just thought that's how you know things work and and like you said it is it is uh there is a verse in the bible and i can't remember what it is but it talks about how um people that are focused on the world they're going to get their reward you know here on earth i mean what they're focused on here on earth they're going to get they're, they're, if that's what they want, they're going to eventually get it. Um, but they're going to miss out on um, on the heavenly reward, you know, because they're focused on the world. They're going to get the, re the reward here because that's right. what they're focused on. So yeah. same type of thing. Um, the the track. So I say this on, on almost every podcast. And your testimony where you talked about how you came out of the movie theater and they handed you a track with the, um, you know, million dollar question. Um, mm -hmm. I say this on almost every episode. It, it never ceases to amaze me that God will meet you where you're at. And mm -hmm. God knew exactly which witnessing track needed to be put in your hands at exactly the right time. And I just, I was blown right. away when I got to that part of your <laughs> testimony, I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like this is, crazy because i mean what that that that's only god that can you know speak to you that way that can reveal himself to you that way it was such a creative and unique way for god to reach out and say hey that was me when i was telling you make me your number one priority not money you know yeah and that's it, it is you're absolutely right it's so god god is like so amazing so gracious so loving and he's very creative. And, um, you know, what's also amazing to me as a part of my testimony is that that young lady that gave me the track, she has no idea what she was doing. Right. Like she just thought like she's just being faithful, just like and she just gave it to me. And I remember her asking me, hey, have you gotten your million dollars today? And I'm 100 percent certain that at no point did the Lord tell her, hey, go find this bald man glasses <laughs> if <laughs> a million dollar track and say words <laughs> have you received your million dollars today no way did he do that but she just did it naturally out of obedience and god who is infinitely so wise and so amazing caused all things to work together yeah sovereignly and secretly secretly so she has no idea she never she didn't she has no idea that i came to christ because of her uh, of the gospel track that she gave me that day but yeah it's going to her account and who knows, maybe the Lord will introduce me to her in heaven and yeah. I'm going to give her a big shout and be like, that's awesome. You're oh my gosh. That just gave me goosebumps. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Like that just goes to show you how important it is to be obedient to what the Lord calls you to do, because you don't know who you're affecting, you know, in, in the short run, in the long run, you know, whatever, like you don't know what your obedience is going to produce the fruit that it's going to produce. You know, she doesn't know the fruit that it produced through you, yeah. but because That's she was right, obedient. You know, happened. what's funny. So I grew, I grew up in the nineties and, uh, in the church and at a, at a Southern Baptist church. And they were all about like witnessing tracks and things like that. And I, I mean, even our church now has a whole, uh, um, rack of witnessing tracks and different information and stuff but i i remember they were a big thing in the 90s and in the youth group and and stuff i remember 
every once in a while they'd hand them out and tell us to go, you know, hand them out at school or maybe the youth would go hand them out or put them on doors, whatever. And at the time I was like, okay, great. You know, cause when I was younger, I was like trying to be super Christian and I would wear Christian shirts and, you know, let everybody know that I was a Christian and all this stuff. And, um, and I was, I was just all about it. And then I got to a point, I think it was right out of high school, um, right around that, that time where I had a Jesus fish on my car and everybody kept like, that wasn't a Christian people that I worked with were like, why do you have a fish on the back of your car? And I realized that the only people that knew what it was for the most part were Christians. And then I started thinking about the tracks and I got to the point where I was like, I don't think any of that stuff does any good. You know, like I, I mean, this is when I started my, I mean, shortly after that's when I, I started struggling my faith a little bit, but like I started thinking, I don't know if this is doing any good because I mean, if somebody, uh, doesn't know what the Jesus fish is, except for Christians, you know, what's the point of having it on there? I wasn't even thinking the fact that I'm getting people coming up to me asking me, what's the fish on your car for, you know? And then with the witnessing tracks, if you're just handing them out or the Christian t-shirts, I mean, you don't know who actually is seeing that and what they're going through. And that could be God's way of, of reaching somebody that's just right there on the verge and they hear something or they see something just right. like in your story that perfectly matches what God, you know, needed to get their attention. So, um, I, I gotta be honest, like when, when I got to that part of the testimony, I started thinking about all that stuff and going, you know, maybe, I mean, cause I, I, I still, I still kind of not struggle with that, but I still think to myself like, Oh, you know, the fish, you know, the fish on the back of the car or something like that. I don't know how much that actually does with the witnessing tracks, the witness tracks more than anything. Like if you're handing my figure, most time they just go in the trash, but there are, there could be that one person that needed that, you know, whether they, they have the history of being a Christian or not, it could be the way that God is reaching that one person. Everybody else may throw it away. That's fine. But it, you know, you may help reach one person to God. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something, Chris, um, along those lines is that so after I came to Christ and I became a Christian, uh, shortly thereafter, a few years later, I started um, a website and a, a blog, you know, not ashamed of the gospel uh -huh. com. And, you know, I, I what I did is that I wanted to do online evangelism. So I feel like God's called me to evangelism. I love to do online. So that's how I how I started it. And when I first started this ministry, I started in 2011. I first thought that I'm going to be reaching out to atheists and I thought that I'm going to be reaching out to non-believers and my goal was to bring them to Christ. Uh, but as I did my ministry online, I found out that God was using my articles, my videos to minister to a completely different demographic. Mm -hmm. and that demographic were self-proclaimed Christians wow. who had fallen away. Yeah. So that they, yeah, they were basically like, hey, wow. we used to believe at some point, but now um, we're struggling, you know, something happened, and now um, we're going through a faith crisis, and we're not really sure if we believe in God anymore, or we're having lots and lots of doubts. So a lot of my stuff was basically ministering to those group of people, and they were reaching out to me, and I was able to minister to them by God's grace, and it was, it was really cool. And so it's the same thing, I think, with the Jesus fish on the back of the car is that it doesn't necessarily mean that much or even anything probably to the non-believer who doesn't even know what it is, but it does mean something to the Christian 
um, who is having a faith crisis and is doubting God and that mm -hmm. God can use it uh, to, the, to reach to that person to minister to them in a very unique and specific way. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. And that's kind of what I was trying to say. I think you said it better, though. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the realization I had when I got to that point. It's like, you know, it may or may not reach somebody who's not a believer, but it, it could reach somebody who is either on the verge or um, needs to come back. Yeah, it could just be the right thing. So, yeah, and that's it's such a huge group in the church right now. Yep. I mean, I thought that the, that the biggest amount of the biggest group was the non-believers and that's who God was going to use me to, to reach out to. But I think that just as big a group that the church needs to reach out to are the Christians. And I say, I say that I call them self-proclaimed Christians because we really don't know their Christianity. When I've reached out to them and talked to them, some of them truly were Christians, but having a faith crisis, something happened to them and they fallen back. And, and other people, I found out that they were never Christians to begin with. Mm -hmm. They had heard a false gospel, kind of were believing in their own goodness, and that, that was going what's what's going to get them to heaven. And I ended up having the privilege of sharing the gospel with them. Some of them accepted Christ, others didn't, and gospel seeds were planted. And who knows where they're at now, but maybe God, the Lord will definitely bring them to faith before um, they end up uh, leaving this world. Yeah. So I got a question. Um, you had talked about, uh, you know, your parents and um, being Christians, and then and then when your when your father went through all that, and and you you stopped believing in God. Did you do you, did your parents know that you had stopped believing in God, or did you kind of keep that from them? Uh, at the time, they they had no idea that all of us, the, all those things that happened in my testimony, they didn't know that was going on. However, um, after I came to Christ, I told my mom uh -huh. and, and she was like, wow, you know, like I had no idea. <laughs> um, and she, she's, she, you know, she was very <laughs> emotional because she was there with me going through that. Uh, I have one sister who was at college and she didn't know about all, a lot of the things that happened with my dad. So <clears throat> she was away. So she didn't, re she wasn't really, you know, too involved. Yeah. Um, my dad, I don't think I ever told him all of my whole testimony and what happened, you know, just because <clears throat> of the sickness and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but my mom knew. And I also told my grandma who went home to be with the Lord. And she was um, she was an evangelist herself. And she was the one who first brought me to Christ when I was a kid. And I ended up here too. And um, it really blessed her heart to, to, to hear how things kind of, you know, turned out 360. And I came back to Christ. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I don't know. I think that that pretty much, uh, that pretty much sums it up for, for me. I mean, um, if you guys, did you have anything else, Kayla for, for Peter? No, I, no, I don't. You answered all my questions that I, that I had written down. I'm just, I, you, you've said a couple of times, uh, you know, like the words faith crisis or the faith crisis. And I'm just like, this guy idea. should write a book called the faith crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect, I don't know if that's like a prophecy yeah. or what, but I'd I read feel it. like that you should Yeah, well, this. thank you. Maybe, maybe I should, um, because <laughs> I, I really have a heart for people that are going through yeah. a faith crisis. It's, um, I just like even, you know, redoing some stuff on my website and I was thinking about like, like, Lord, who, who am I really trying to reach out to here? And I, more and more, I'm feeling like I need to reach out to those 
who who are Christians and are going through a, a hard time and are just struggling with their with their beliefs in God. And I think that um, maybe God's equipped me with a testimony to to be able to reach out to them. Yeah, your your website's really good. I I've, I've been checking it out, and you got a lot of good stuff on there. The oh, cool! Vlogs so and videos and stuff. So, um, yeah, I I really like that, and uh, I I know I shared it on our Facebook page and stuff. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for for being willing to come on here and and talk to us and and you know. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I had a lot of good questions for I me. Mean, a lot of questions for you, and and you, you answered them all, and and you know. I, I think it's a good thing, you know, being, having that call for to reach the people with a faith crisis, like you were talking about, because yeah. it is it is a huge population of the church, and I and <laughs> I think we, um, a lot of us who have grown up in the church have a faith crisis at some point, and and being able to connect with those people, right. um, and, and I mean, being able to relate to them too, you know, that's that's a very uh, I and mean, I guess that's what I was trying to say at the beginning with your story being relatable to people. We all have like a faith crisis, it seems like, at some point, and, and being able to reach those people and tell them, hey, this is my story, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and you know what, Kayla, Chris, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me. And also thank you so much for this incredible work that you guys are doing. I mean, you guys don't have to do this podcast. You guys don't have to put all these testimonies on there. But you guys do it because of your love for Christ, your love for people. It's benefiting so many people in the church, in your church. And I'm sure that the Lord's using it even for other people to be able to hear testimonies. And just like, you know, that lady that um, gave that track out to me and she has no idea how it was being used. You guys are giving out tracks through your testimonies and your interviews by you guys bringing in guests and that the Lord is using it. And you guys have even no idea uh, some of the people that have come to Christ because of your the podcast and you guys spending this time. So your labor is not in vain. You guys are doing an amazing work and I respect you guys and I, and I love you guys as my brother and sister in Christ. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, we well, we, we enjoy thank doing you. it and it's it's <laughs> been a lot of fun. We've been doing it for almost a year now and uh, January yeah. will be a year. And it was something that, that was put on my heart um, years ago, and I didn't listen to that for a long time. And then I had a wake-up call a, about a year ago and uh, changed a lot of things in my life. And God kind of, you know, reprioritized things in my life. And I was like, all right, I got to do this thing. So I put I put out this, like, intro um, just saying that, you know, if anybody was interested in helping out in one way or another, maybe even co-host, and it was like immediately Kayla reached out. She's like, I got to do this with you. So um, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I did. I read it and I really just felt like as soon as I read it, the Lord was like, you need to be doing that. That's awesome. And when this episode airs, can you please send me the link? Because I would love to share it with uh, my community over at Not Shame of the Gospel. Oh, absolutely. And I, pr I appreciate that. It, it, um, I'll edit it tonight and put it up, uh, put it up. So it'll be, it should be up in the morning, but I'll definitely send you a message with the link once it's up. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Well, yep. Thanks again for coming on. And, uh, it was, it was fun having you on and listening to what you had to say and, and expand a little bit on your, on your story. And keep yeah. doing what you're doing, and, you know, we'll be praying for your ministry, and, um, you know, I'll keep checking out your videos and yeah. sharing them and stuff like that, so. 
Yep. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, guys.